And now, stand and cheer for your Talking Basketball Podcast. Hello, welcome to another edition of Talking Basketball Podcast. I am Mark. I am Paul. Another episode. Just keep racking them out, don't we? Hello and welcome back anyway. If you haven't joined us before, thank you for listening. I know Paul said it in the last one, but we uh, we are ever appreciative of anyone who takes the time to listen to us gabbling on about basketball and various things. Over 25,000 listeners. Yeah, thank fantastic. You. So thank you very much. But uh, we do want to hear from you. We do want to get some DMs. We want to get some Instagram uh, emails, of course, goes without saying. UKBasketballPodcast.gmail.com. So send us in just anything we don't care abuse have you had a thousand emails for a team yet no haven't had a thousand emails for a team if you want to get me to select a team for the bbl you're the ones who are driving that please just email it mark even if just just email him just to annoy him yeah it will annoy me so please spam me and that'll be great white lions yeah so bbl this week it's been a good week it has been a fantastic week how fantastic um, I don't know what you want me to say to that. It's been a really exciting week. Will you kick it off? You want me to kick it off? Yeah. Wow. I am going to talk about the crown has got another dent. The crown has taken another dent. Um, clearly, we're talking about the London Lions. Um, it was the what I liked about London Lions coming up against the Eagles. My mindset was on the last game at the Copper Box, which was a absolute classic. And we had that arg- argument that potentially the Eagles let that one go in the fourth quarter. I think, yeah, they did. I can't remember. I think they were up by like 12 or five minutes left, something like that, and um, went to overtime. Um, uh, I think they went 109, 104. But you got to got to talk about for that game. Matt Morgan, remember he had uh, nine it, threes. It was like their depth that kept them in the game. Yeah, and then 11 days later, that was the one I said, remember I said, ah, oh, the season's over if they win <laughs> at the Eagles' nest and they, uh, they beat the Eagles 99-86. So, you know, that's the history between these two teams. So, you know, uh, it was going to clearly be a good game if uh, anything from the last showdown at the copper box was to go by yeah. um lions undefeated in the last seven at home yeah 14 consecutive games undefeated at the copper box the last time they lost at the copper box was in march i think march 16th or march 19th can't remember but it was in march um so you got to say that newcastle made those london fans sweat a little bit in the you know with them taking their overtime so you know newcastle got four wins in a row after keith white comes on the podcast so anyone near keith white you give him a high five because that's since the lucky mascot since he's come on the show newcastle just turned into bloody a juggernaut yeah so anyway some would say he could be the mascot the last time we got uh, on the show, we were saying that, that, that the um, the Eagles had that huge win, Caledonia. So, um, what I got to say about this game is Newcastle kicked off from the start, absolutely superb. Their heads were on 
from the first whistle. Um, I know London fans, you're going to be commenting that they did play uh, the day before. But look, the Eagles can only play the team that's in front of them. And I would argue that back-to-back -back games um, are kind of normal now, really, uh, as part yeah, of the I'd scheduling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're you know, in Europe and stuff like that. That's, that's kind of what happens. Um, so, yeah, it was an absolutely superb performance by the Eagles. We've got to talk about Jordan Johnson with 25.6 assists, three rebounds and four steals. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And Jordan Walsh Hibbert with 23 points and four rebounds. I just spat at you there. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. entirely appreciate it. Um, and also, there was a, a really fantastic play by Taj Green. Um, you know what I really liked about this play? I mean, I'm sure you know what it is. I've seen this a lot online. Um, was Darius Defoe. He starts with like a little tip steal. Um, I love it when defense turns to offense. Anyway, um, Darius Defoe gets the steal. Ricky McGill oh, gets yeah, the ball, yeah, yeah. brings it up the court. Grace, beautiful side pass. Taj Green jumps. Boom! Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think Taj Green needs to send an apology note to that ring because he destroyed it. He right. absolutely destroyed it. Right. And they grabbed the win, 102-80. So... Crown has been dented again. This is Newcastle. This is for you. Oh, I pressed the wrong button. Damn it. Newcastle. Just pretend this didn't happen, Newcastle. Newcastle, this is for you. Well, that wasn't the first um, matchup as well. I actually had written down about that uh, McGill pass, the three legs pass to... to but there was also another McGill and Green combo. They seem to really, yeah. they re they really seem to link together, don't they, very well? Yeah, and you got to, Aaron, before I go any further, just a little bit of Irish crickets here. Lovely. There we go. Um, you got a, uh, another shout out to Ricky McGill because the Newcastle Eagles, obviously, they're going arguably the hardest away fixture in the season. Um, I thought that was Caledonia, but London Caledonia, both of them. Yeah. Anyway, they then stay on the road uh, for Surrey and they get 187 win. Um, and look, I know Scorchers are down the lower end of the table, but last three games, they've won two of them and they're on, they, their winning form was pretty good. So, But Ricky McGill, in particular, in that game, he had 30 points, eight assists, six rebounds and four steals. I like very excited about it. both hundred yeah. point games as well. They're both uh, they're both tipping over a hundred on there because we've seen a couple of games where they've been quite low. Um, so it's nice seeing a, a high scoring game. Yeah, and you know what? The one thing I really liked about this game when I was watching it, um, one player that st stood out for me. I just do you know when you're just watching a game, you just have a rapport for a certain player, and yeah. you don't know what it was. Yeah, I really like Larry Austin Jr. Um, he is just pure hustle, pure focus, love him. Actually, my note I wrote down was Mr. Hustle next to him <laughs> uh, when I was watching the game, but he had 14 points, three assists and three steals and two rebounds. Yeah, I um, mean, that, that was, I think that what was good about that was Newcastle lost that last game that they played there. 
at the copper box. Yeah. So then to go and actually take it. Yeah. Again. At that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the and, and it wasn't a oh they lost it because they had a few many games in a row or anything. It's like no, you lost the game. The, yeah. The end. And you know what? Just sorry. Just going back to Larry Austin Jr. Um, what there's what I don't know why this play stood out, but he he got he, he was he had the ball and a foul got called um, right. against him. He got sent to line. Bam, hits the first one. He misses the second one. What does he do? He goes and gets his own rebound. Bam, with his aggression. Nice. What does he see? Bam, pass down low. Oh, who did he pass it down to? Might have been Taj Green. Can't remember. Um, and he gets an assist. And I, he, he just, he, he's my kind of player. Loved it. But, you know, Luke, Newcastle now have got six wins in a row. They're up to fourth in the league. Yeah. Whatever is in the water, up in Newcastle. Keep drinking that. But we know what's up in Newcastle, Mark. And that's Keith White for coming on this podcast. That is Keith. Look, if we keep saying his name, they're going to keep winning. Yeah. Let's see how long. We, we should call this the Keith White sh- Newcastle streak. So big shout out to the Newcastle Bold Eagles and that Keith White. That could also mean that Keith is streaking in Newcastle, though. So Oh, potentially. Yeah, maybe if you get 10 in a row, Keith will streak. Who knows? Yes. That's, well, that's, you've got to make that happen, Keith. Yeah, let's see. So anyway, that, that's, that's mine. Well, um, Newcastle on 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 form, the informed team. You know what? I've got one now. As you're talking about Newcastle moving up to fourth, I'm going to talk about someone who was in fourth and is now down in sixth, and that is Bristol Flyers. Yeah, they're. Uh, don't know what's going on there. I really don't know what's going on there. I, I tried working it out. I think they've had a few injuries. I think there's just some gelling not going well. Um, so. Will... Hang on, that was your research from last week. You had to work out what it was. Yeah, I still can't work it or out. Was that my research? No, no, I still can't work it out. What they, I have noticed is they've got a, a guy called CJ Jackson. So CJ Jackson, what was interesting is he used to play for Leicester Riders last year. And he was brought in from the States. Quite... Yeah, something happened. I can't remember what, but something happened. He it? had a really bad mo- motorcycle accident. And then when he came to the Riders, he wasn't fully fit. So he tried pushing it, and he did okay, but he just wasn't match fit. So Leicester let him go. He got picked up by Bristol. And he's played more games with Bristol. So it's something I read that he's played more games with them than he has actually gone to practices with Bristol. <laughs> wow. What, why is that? Just because, is he new? Just because Yeah, because he's just come into the, the, the team quite recently. Um, and he seems to be picking up and doing okay. But fundamentally... Bristol are just free falling. I mean, that's that was your word from last week, and I think that that it really is apt. They played um, <laughs> against Sheffield. It was an okay. I mean, it was an okay game to watch. That's for sure. There were definitely some highlights. Oh, probably the highlight there. Um, I think you would have seen it was uh, Mr. Pitkins with his dunk. You see that? That did not go down well. I don't think it was. It looked like <laughs> I'm going to say this, frankly, because I think that's what our listeners enjoy. The um, there was a bit. It looked like there's a bit of tension between the two teams by that point. Um, I can't remember the player, but he looked. They just looked pissed off. Yeah, they, they, they were. What's um, funny is that you go. You got enough space, and the the score was 88-78. That doesn't reflect the game. That score should have been a lot wider, I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what's going on with Bris. I mean, Sheffield, they're doing. They're in third place. They're not a weak team. I'm, you can't put it on there. 
But Bristol have just fallen. I've got a soft spot for the Sharks, Mark. I do like <sighs> Sheffield. Yeah. And another one I want to highlight was Kipper Nichols. Great name, Kipper. What a name. But he actually did this, like a, it was kind of like a, I want to say a LeBron, one of those turn and fadeaways, LeBron kind of Kobe-esque sort of thing. He hit this beautiful fadeaway. And between that and Pipkins and some of the other passing moves, you've got to look at that game and think, it was just, they were better quality. Yeah. There, there was no there was no way around it. It was just, you are playing a better quality team here. Well, I, I didn't realise you were doing this game, so I, I watched a big chunk of this game. And one of the things, I, my note for this game was um, Tevin Ollison, 23 points, one rebound, four assists, one steal. That, this is for Bristol Flyers. For Bristol, yeah. Uh, Brad Green, 16 points, eight rebounds, one assist. Yep. That, I don't think I'm being unfair. That's I'm kind of summing up Bristol Flyers there. Yep. Now, excuse me. In contrast, um, for the Sheffield Sharks, Koch, 15 points. Yep. Ramsey, 12 points. Pipkins, Jalen Pipkins, 13 points. He's a really exciting Nichols, player to watch. 11 points. Glasgow Junior, 17 points. Yeah. Can see see what I mean? Yeah. Like you had it always is adding up with all of these games is what seems to be we had that last week um with Cheshire. And it was just when you get that extra player, you just need one or two extra players that are getting double digits and, and contributing. It's that's what's getting your win. And Bristol at the moment, it's just falling on two or three people and you think, yeah, you're not, I don't know why why that's happening. I I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. So it looked like that was two players were doing the contribution. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, in contrast, like there's a, a huge no no one else was in double digits for Bristol other than two players. No. But again, I really liked the look one, of two, Bristol three, going four, into five. this. It going into this when we've started looking into the BBL and getting excited about it. Yeah. Just from looking at the teams from the outside, Bristol were one of my top because I loved the way that they presented themselves. I like you, the images. You like Bristol from I the start. Really I really like I can yeah, see that. Of course. And I, you know, I, I've got a bit of background with Filton and, and that sort of thing. So it's like, I like that. Um, And they were up there contending in second place. And then three weeks ago, they, they were down to third. Then they down to fourth last week. Now they've dropped to sixth. You go, that's, that's three weeks that you're just getting hammered and hammered and hammered. And in the same weeks, then we're talking about Newcastle where they're on a six game streak. And you mm. think, but you know what I like about it? It's moving. It's all moving. That's what I like about it. And when you take, I'm, uh, uh, I'm not. I'm trying not to be mean here, but when you take out the Do London it. Lions, the rest of it is the word I'd use is so fluid. You mean the 2023 champions? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when you take them out, it's so fluid. Like we were talking about Newcastle Eagles. What was in eighth? Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah. They um and Bristol were in second at a certain point. And now look the like well, look, the league is weeks, so fluid. Go back to week six right here, look, seventh. In week seven. Mark, and we're now you, week you eleven. Need a, you need to work on your arm muscles, Mark. Your bloody arms are shaking trying to hold I that know, laptop up. Listen, two fingers, what can I say? There you go. Try again. That two fingers. Look at that. Wow. But yeah, that's seventh. And that was seven weeks ago. If I then go back and we go eight weeks. Sorry, Newcastle seventh. Seventh. Yeah. And, and that was even eight weeks. So that's three weeks ago. And in those three weeks, they've moved from seventh to sixth. And then they just done a massive piggy jump from last week, going from six, bang, right up to fourth. I do have, I, I do, I'm not a huge fan of the logo, but I do have a soft spot for Newcastle. It's probably because of Keith. 
But yep. I do have a soft spot, so I'm glad they're doing well. I think the arena looks great. And all those pictures that Keith was showing us, it looks fantastic. Yeah. And and obviously the stadium and everything. And they've got a massive heritage. You, you, you can't argue that. It just Yeah. Just Bristol, yeah. I, I just, I hope it turns around. I, I, I agree. It's just it, really it strange looks like to a go great from looks second. Like a great club. And, you know, they've got that affiliation. They do some really good stuff with the sport in the local, everything. It, it, it's just really odd seeing it go from there, bang, just drop through the floor. I hope for the Bristol Flyers intro they get, it sounds like jet engines <laughs> as the players <laughs> come out. That. Or well, they, they go old the school. Tunnel. They go old school like they get like the old Lancaster bomb. Mm. Getting loud and loud and louder. Or they, yeah. they could start it with the old siren. You know the old World War II siren? But the bombers are coming. I mean, that might give a few people PTSD, so I'm not sure that's a good idea. I think they'd all be dead by now. I don't think we need to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it <laughs> but 80 years ago you know you think that whole free fall that they've been in again go and play against Sheffield it just the, the score just doesn't reflect that that game Sheffield could have I'd probably put number 10 on that I reckon without too much hassle well well you're right I I am a fan of Jalen Pipkins um I Sheffield, really hope to see him Sheffield in the look a great game. team they really do look like a great team um and it's fair to say they were sort of mid-contention and have moved up as it goes. But that was my one for this week. Nice, nice. Well, anything about the Sharks, Mark, it's always, always is welcome. Um, I've got a really short one. I've got a really short one. That's and what she I'm, said. I'm going to go for this. Yeah. And that buzzer was for Princeton onwards from Caledonia. He did what I would describe. On here, I talk about um, checks. I normally say, oh, he checked him. I want to talk about the rejection yeah. that onwards did. Um, I think it was on Cam Christen. Um, and look, he hit that bloody ball out of space. <laughs> he put a bit of sauce on it. He was something upset him. I don't know what it was, it but was that like was a, a great rejection. It was that like was like one of a those, um, LeBron yeah. sort of takedowns take where they they run down the court after him, chase him down. What and, a great rejection! And it was like I think um, he's a big unit as Cam well. Cam Christen was through. He was through, and you know what? Princeton on was just came from nowhere. Just hey, you gonna go for a shot? Some, no. Boom. Well, some could argue. Get out of it. He took too long. He hesitated too long just going up for that shot. But, you know, we're, we're picking holes there. But but that, that was great defense, not poor offense, I'd like to say. Yes, but I will add, it wasn't enough for the Gladiators. They lost 92-83. Oh, to, you to, took um, the wind up myself. Uh, no, no. Oh, well, you carry on. You carry on with that story. Well, yeah, because. Yeah. Cheshire. Yeah, because that's the thing. So that's when they were playing against Cheshire. And... You know, the Gladiators played against Cheshire. And the funny thing was, when they played, they played, that was a home game in PlaySport Arena, and they lost. So Cheshire won the away game. Gladiators lost the home game. Fast forward a few days, and then it, the roles are reversed. Cheshire um, are hosting to the Gladiators. So, and then the Gladiators won that game. 82-92. <laughs> So literally, they just swapped having a, a home win for, a, for an away win, which was has got to be good. And that was like an 82-92, 10-point clear, about the same as what they did 83-92. So it was almost a perfect swap. 
Yeah, and the Gladiators, they were doing so well. And then they got that loss at home. I think they were second at one point. Now they dropped to what? Fifth? Fifth at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And you're looking at that going, oh, right, what, what, what's happened there? Eight wins, but five losses. Cheshire, consistent. And look, consistency. Are they up to third or second now? They're second because. Oh, nice. So at the moment, the league as it stands. Oh, they got four losses. Yes, four yes. losses. Because they've got no, they got five losses. Cheshire oh. because they got Caledonia beat them, so that's their fifth loss. Uh, okay. So they've got ten wins and five losses. London Lions are ahead with fourteen and two. Then Sheffield Sharks in third at nine and six. Newcastle Eagles nine and seven. Caledonia eight and five. Bristol Flyers eight and eight, which is interesting. You know, if you say in the NBA. I'm 0.5, I'm 50%. That's playoffs kind of level. Yeah. So that's not that it's anything to be sniffed at. It's just there are some better stats above them. Leicester Riders, 7 and 7, 50% as well. So, the you know, suddenly Bristol could be sw switching to Leicester very quickly. Yeah. It, it, again. And, and then Surrey in 8th with 5 and 11. A little bit of a gap there. Manchester, 4 and 11 and 9th. And uh, Plymouth bringing up the rear with 2 and 14. But look, Plymouth City Patriots, don't worry about that because you got Pat Riots. Yeah. No one else has got Pat Riots other than you. So what's quite nice is if you say I'm two and fourteen and London are fourteen and two, <laughs> but one of the twos from London's is one of Plymouth's number two. One of their wins is one of Lions' losses. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that's, that's nice to say. Hey, look, and you know, yeah, it was Plymouth who got that first dent in the crown. Yep. Then the Eagles get a second dent. However, I'm still standing by my guns. Give them, give them the, the league trophy now. If they lose, yeah, if they lose another two, maybe. But look, we're approaching. Um, how many have they played? 14, 15? Uh, in total now, that's 16 London have played, 15 Cheshire, uh, 15 Sharks. So we're, we're approaching yeah. the halfway mark Almost of the halfway. season. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's over really, isn't it? It is. Um, but... You never know. You never know. If um, uh, with again with these fixtures that they're getting, you you never know what might happen. But I think London will stay top, and I think they'll end up with about four losses. Well, yeah. I mean, Patriots—they actually were very close to actually clinching. Sorry, Scorchers. That was the last game I, was, I watched this week. Um, Sixty-five, sixty-three. It's quite a low-scoring game, but it was neck and neck. That was one where they were just five points here, two points there. There's a little bit of a gap. And then all of a sudden, they sort of brought it within, I think, one point or two points right near the very end. But they just couldn't hold on to it. And that was Surrey Scorchers. So Surrey Scorchers got the win there. But that yeah, was... Yeah, they're, they're in form. They're right. They're, oh, I love their kids. What's that, three and four? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing well. But, you know, what's interesting is... That was a 63-65 game. And you think some of the other, the top games, you're looking at 90-90. That's just quite a low scoring game, 63-65. A lot of defending going on there. It wasn't a yeah. lot of missing. There was a lot of good defending going on. It was, it was, they were very evenly matched, I thought. We need to go to Surrey. For, from, for the listeners, Surrey is the closest arena for us to go and visit. We yeah, should it's go about 40 or 50 miles. Uh, it's like yeah 45 minutes for us to drive there we should yeah. go to that i'd like to ideally do a live podcast there that'd be really cool yeah anyone listening sorry hook us up we'll come down well yeah i mean well i i think i know 
a, a few people who might be able to um, help with that one. I'm not but, selling um, peanuts. I'm not washing dishes. No, no, I know. A few, I generally know a few people. Uh, uh, pulling uh, that card, I so I, I, I could. Know someone. Don't yeah, worry, yeah. Someone, well, no, I know. I know. Uh, I, know I, I know three people. My dodgy I could, I could approach, but I think that'd be really cool. I'd like to go there and do something with the podcast rather than go there, sit there, and watch a game. I'd like to. Yeah. Like talk to our audience about the audience and what we're seeing at live, and talk to the audience there because it's pretty good crowd from what I'm seeing. And you know, if, I, if I'm going to say anything about all of these games, they were all really well attended, and you could see everyone getting really excited about watching the games, and that's really nice to see more than anything else. Yeah, it's just a shame that um, they're spread out so much around the country. You know, you could argue that you'd, you'd have there's room for like another five or six teams without even batting an eyelid, really, isn't there? Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. But I'm going to continue this in a minute okay. because I've actually got a point for you because you we've been talking no. about this and I've actually got something to back it up. Um, I've actually been trying to find a sound effects. Yep. For my next one, I wanted to do like a car crash. I haven't or put a car crash on there. Or like, know you know, when a record rips, noises, when a record, when a record and you get a the scratch noise. Yes, I yeah. wanted that. Anyway, I haven't got it, so I'm just going to go for this one. Right. And it was at the buzzer when the Manchester Giants and the uh, Plymouth Plate City Patriots had uh, an exciting finish. Do you know what I'm talking about? So uh, this is... Uh, I feel a little harsh mentioning his name, but this is where Manchester took on um, Plymouth. Oh shoot, where was it? I've lost. I don't know where it was. I've completely lost in Manchester. It was in Manchester. Okay, so um, I mean, this is a huge talking point. So um, the Giants. Oh, but I've just got a complete brain block. Someone was at the line for Manchester. Yeah. Um, and in his second shot, he misses it. Now, I would, and this is just one of my points here. Uh, I did think Taylor Johnson was very physical afterwards. So the shot's just gone up, and it looked like he comes in just, just, just shoves someone. I was like, oh, okay. like, but maybe they're letting that phys physicality go. And I thought, oh, that's quite cool. Anyway, I think for me it was close, but I, I didn't focus on that too much. But anyway, um, the ball ends up with um, Elvizi Dasha, who has the opportunity to win the game. And it is a layup to win the game. Oh. <laughs> um, I will say, look, um, Dusha, in fairness to Dusha, he did have Evan Walsh flying in. Uh, I think he's 77. He had... That guy absolutely flying in. And it looked like he actually put up really high on the backboard. No, choked. No, it, it looked like he, he thought, hang on, this guy's going to come in and absolutely reject it off the backboard. And he threw it up really high trying to avoid that. Choked. That's what it looked, at, looked like to me. Choked. Um, but it kind of just, just a complete brick, wasn't yeah. it? Um, it? You could see that it was like a roll. And then as he rolled it off his hand, it was like, he rolled it too much and he flicked it, hadn't he? And it, so it just went too far, went too past the white box. And instead of going up and dropping in, it just went up and then right over the other side. But it was a, 
an, as exciting finish as I've seen in the BBL. Yeah. Um, what I, I loved about it was um, obviously Dushas is um, reaction after he missed the layup. Mm. He just kind of turned around, grabs his shirt, and he's just like, "Oh man, I just missed the layup to win the game. Damn it! I just I, that was my moment." But I you missed. think again? That's against Manchester Giants. Great entertainment. But sorry, before you go on, got a shout out Taylor, Taylor Johnson uh, for Plymouth. He had 28 points, nine rebounds, and five assists. So he almost had a double double. Um, but, yeah, but, but it was him who did that push but, uh, on that shot. But you're but, talking Manchester, Plymouth, Surrey. All these three teams, they're all at the bottom. Some of the more exciting games to watch. Yeah. I know it sounds yeah. really silly, but you go, all of these games are within one or two points. Yeah. Like, or both of these games are one, between one or two points. And when you, if you watch them, you think, oh, this is actually like 63 65, you think, mm, low scoring. Now, that was a really fun game to watch. Yeah. Because yeah, they're, they're, they're all going for it. Whereas some of the other ones, 10 point deficit and no chance. But you know what? I've got to bring his name up. He's just come back, William Lee for Manchester. You know, 18 points and 11 rebounds, Mark. Double, double. Was he the guy who last, he's only come back. Two games yeah, so think, far, isn't I he? think it's his third or fourth game back, something like that. But you know, hey, he's um, well, he's, he missed him clearly. He's having an impact, that's for sure. Um, and the Giants then went on to uh, lose to the Leicester Riders, ninety-four, ninety-seven. Sorry, ninety-four, seventy-nine. Yes, yeah. I mean, that was that was a a, a, a hammering. There's no way, no way around that. That was an absolute hammering. Fifteen-point deficit at the end. They probably could have stretched that, but. When you look at those things, Leicester beating Manchester by 15 points. Uh, Newcastle beat Surrey by 13 points. That's where you'd expect them. Given where they are on the table, you'd expect them to win by a 10 or so cushion. So when you're seeing some of these other teams, and as you said, uh, London Lions got beaten by 22 from the Eagles. That's, you know, we can't overlook how big that was to win that deficit. Well, I am pretty much out for the uh, that, NBL this week. Yeah, that is shocking. Well, I got one more here, Mark. Ooh. And um, you've been talking. Well, sorry, we've been talking about um, new teams coming in, and this is a slightly older article that mm -hmm. I dug up. Um, but um, I, I thought it was really valuable, and I'm going to talk about um, an interview that um, was made by uh, Aaron Redeem, so CEO of the league mark okay okay yeah and he was talking about and what i liked about him he was talking about um he wants to write foundation these are his words he wants to write foundations so that new franchises can come in and be successful but this is one of the things i picked up from the interview i thought it was really interesting um he said and i'm quoting him here uh where is the quote um there's not almost a day that goes by that i don't get calls about we want a team in birmingham in cardiff in dublin in belfast in leeds in liverpool so he's getting there's lots of interest everywhere um interesting the ones he talked about uh, potential interest in new franchises birmingham cardiff dublin belfast leeds liverpool as candidates um so there's some of the names um but what he and this is what I want to finish the point on. No southern teams there. 
I'm not in that list, he said. But you know, Mark, if Portsmouth keep doing well, never know. You never know. Um, I mean, look, at this point, you probably could argue a um, couple years back, the Solent Kestrels should maybe have had the opportunity to go to the BBL. Yep. Um, I think that if, if they were in that position and it was this time frame, they probably, yeah. they probably would have been. So at the at the time, a couple of years ago, for anyone who doesn't know, the Solent Kestrels are um, a Southampton-based team. And... They won the NBL Div 1 title four years in a row. So that's the UK's national league. But that's league that are based on grassroots basketball that goes right through to... That, and that's you the get relegated, league. you get promoted. Yeah. yeah. So they won Div 1 four years in a row. They were in um, cup competitions yep. taking on these teams. And beating them. Exactly. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. It would be great to get someone on the show to talk about that and what happened. But I think a lot of it went around the stadium. Sorry, the stadium, the arena. There's a certain criteria that I don't think the Solent Kestrels hit. So they would have to go and build a new arena. Yeah. Uh, the arenas are a big Is thing. Is it seven, eight hundred, something like that? Yeah, and then a thousand with something else. And if you're in Europe, there's, there's, there's so many caveats. And then I think, I want to say, I, I don't know. But I reckon that Solent home court would get four, five hundred, four hundred easily, maybe four fifty, mm. five hundred. That they might even have fire regs that say, oh, there'll be safety regs. There'll be your building yeah. regs. You know, that's the one thing that we don't have over here in the UK is having the space in the cities. Because let, let's be honest. Um, it's all city-based. All of these, they're all they're all urbanised. That's where basketball lives. It doesn't, you know, you're not yeah. driving out to the country to do it. Yeah, you like take, and yeah, we don't have space at all. You take, um, I guess, the UK, and take it as an image and plonk it on America. Yeah, it's what the size of Florida. Florida. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, so the point I want to end on, and this is really promising which was, he said, I'm hoping that all of that, the new teams, come sooner rather than later. I'm very impatient in that regard, but we want to have that foundation in place and we already know that there's the demand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's great. It's a, 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 from the little interviews I've seen with him and uh, obviously Aaron, if you're listening, we'd love to, love to chat with you. It sounds like the way that they're proposing with the BBL is very much it's a product. And because it's a product, they want to be careful about how they're controlling the media, controlling the image, the way it's presented, and turning it into something. So, you know, the NBA is a product. Um, and because of that, it's uh, really good that they're being thoughtful about it. The downside is, yes, there is demand for it, but is that demand from actual customers and fans or is that demand for businesses that want to be involved in it? And that's the question you've got to look at because it's easy to find someone and say, hey, do you want to buy a team or do you want to host a team or something? But who's going to get the fans there and how? what, what is the, the local appetite for it? So that's where you've got to be looking at those sort of things, which would be interesting. But so that, well, there you go, Mark. It's positive news. It's, it's going to happen, but I get it. They don't want someone coming in and then three years later go oh we're out 
and and they won't they'll be doing this this is all private funded so that's the advantage you have you're not gonna have any government involvement here they won't be using basketball england or or gb any any sport stuff like that because it's a privately funded product at the end of the day so well it looks like it's coming looks like it's coming matter great. of time right over to the nba oh can i start no it's not it's horrible news oh okay um, no we haven't got a horrible news one okay do the buzzer do the horrible buzzer <laughs> calling time on mark cuban oh yeah oh, i didn't even write that down as a yeah. note yeah he's I am. um that's why i'm not wearing the mavs hat today wow i'm sulking but he 3.5 billion and he bought it for what 255 billion or something a uh, million but my understanding is he's still going to be so part he, of the franchise <laughs> so this is the weird thing he's selling his majority shareholding but he is still going to be in full control of all basketball operations there you go i don't know if i'd want to do that well he does oh well, of course he does he's getting his meal ticket and they're saying carry on running it um and the people who are buying it are the people who own the Sands Casino, or the lady. The lady who was buying it was was the um, widow of the person who, the gentleman who set up the Sands Casinos and the casino group and stuff. So, three point five billion. Yeah, he's done well. I can't feel too sorry for someone who's getting three point five billion. I mean, what's no? I feel sorry that he he won't be that leverage in the organization because yes you can get he's a great character in me he's one of the ones who voted lots of things that were positive when a lot of the other people were saying no let's go for the money he's like no think of the players think of the fans think of he he just seems like he's got his head screwed on and uh if he's selling up if he is running operations it still means he's not you know the fact that they had to make a, the NBA had to make a rule just because they were worried he was going to run on the court and sub himself in that tells you everything you need to know about him because you 100% would do that as well <laughs> yeah I would I mean look he everyone said oh he bought the the Mavs and then he you know won um the ring it's like well hang on a minute he bought the Mavs in like 2000 when he sold his company so he sold his company and made billions from that then he bought the Mavs and then he was there for 11 years before they won that ring. So, you know, he started 23 years there. That, that's a fair old fair old tenure. So fair play to him. But that's that's big news for the league. You think Jordan sold his shares? Yeah, now, he did all right as well. Yeah, he's done all right. Now Cuban's selling his. It's a matter of time before someone else starts um, knocking around the money. And especially if they're talking about having expansion teams in places like Vegas and Seattle. Well, I, I genuinely think it would be a good idea, idea to do a, an episode on Cuban. Let's do an episode. And you can talk about Mark Cuban for a whole episode. Yeah, 100%. <gasps> Wonder if he'd, what would he do if he took that money and put a team in Seattle or Las Vegas? He's the sort of nutter to do that as well. Maybe that's what he's doing. Oh, that would be amazing. I wouldn't leave Mavs, but that's that would be cool. Well, some might say you're not a true fan, Mark. So, if you're not going to the Super Science, but let's do it. Let's, let's do an episode on, on Mark Cuban. Yeah, why so not? So you set up, you get all that info and oh. tell us the story. Oh yeah. Um, right. So let's talk about 
NBA Cup update. Now, I think what we're going to do, we're going to do an the... NBA Cup update. I'm not saying the other name. What's, it sucks. NBA what? Balls. I'm not saying it. <clears throat> so The in-season um, tournament, ladies and gentlemen. The in-season tournament. <laughs> it's the NBA Cup. Um, anyway, uh, so I think the plan is we're actually going to do a longer episode about this yep. coming up this week, is that? That's right. Okay. So let's just do a really brief update then. So the actual... Um, the eight teams have been picked. The, the group the group stage is now complete. So we have our Eastern Conference um, four, which is the Milwaukee Bucks, the Indiana Pacers, the Boston Celtics, and the wild card is the New York Knicks. Um, Western Conference, we have the Los Angeles Lakers, the Sacramento Kings, um, the Pelicans, and the wild card for the West is the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Now, what I would really, really just want to highlight, and then I'll go and, uh, and we'll forget about this, is um, let's just go to the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference came down to points yeah. between third place and seventh place. So Cleveland, Orlando Magic, and the Nets all could have got those places, but Celtics and the Knicks claimed it. Um, and that was and against Miami, wasn't it? The game against Miami. It's right at the end, yeah. yeah. And then um, not as close in the West, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves had an opportunity um, and they missed out again, just on points. Um, so before we... But one of them, I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but actually they were out. And when they won, because they won, they drew level and it was their points difference that put them into it. Points make I think that was, I want to say that was Sacramento, but I'm not I sure. I think that's why it's exciting because they have the points make a difference. Yeah, because then there's lots of teams now on like two wins and two losses or yeah. three wins and one loss. Um, and suddenly you go, oh, I need that points difference. And that's what kept them in and kicked them out. Yeah. Because they said, I've won this. Okay, great, you've won it, which now makes us even. But my points difference is still too low, so I've now I've been binned off. I mean, look, Dallas got knocked straight out. Well, yeah, so the Western quarterfinals. You're going to see the Los Angeles Lakers take on the Phoenix Suns. Um, the other quarterfinal is the Sacramento Kings taking on the Pelicans. And can I just stop for a moment and just say... The King's kit is quality. That blue kit, I love it. Really? I love it. It looks old school. I absolutely bloody love that kit. Blue kit with a, like a white stripe yeah, going down ones, the yeah. side that says King's. Absolutely fantastic kit. Whoever came up with that deserves a pay rise. It's definitely one of the less offensive ones. Oh, I really like it. Really like it. Um, anyway, from the East, the Indiana Pacers are taking on the Boston Celtics. Mm. And Milwaukee Bucks are going to be taking on New York Knicks. So tune in very soon because we're going to be having an episode just about that. And I think it deserves it. It definitely deserves it. Um, what would you say now, if, if uh, from what we know and we've seen of the in-season tournament, would you say it works for the NBA? Like, I love it. I love it. I, I just like the passion. It's, you know, people, it's elevating the games to having you know these like double header kind of games um it's you know putting more on the line and you can see it in the play i mean you can't tell me that you didn't watch um 
the Golden State Warriors taking on Sacramento Kings, that last five minutes of those games, yeah. and tell me that wasn't an exciting game. No. Um, I mean, the Warriors must be absolutely livid. I think at the end, uh, with one minute left in, at halftime, they were winning 72-48. Yeah. They lost 123-124. I mean... That is exciting basketball. It is exciting basketball. And it's what's interesting is the teams that you aren't that are doing well in the league are not necessarily the teams that are doing well in the cup. And that's what I find is, is very interesting. You know, Mavs are doing okay in the league, but they just bombed straight out of the cup because they didn't put enough weight behind No those one games. cares about the Mavs. No just one cares. Wash your dirty mouth out. <laughs> right. But, but those things, I mean, you just mentioned Orlando. Orlando's on. The longest winning streak they've ever had since 2011, believe it or not. You know, think of that. And that's that's Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. <laughs> Orlando Magic. Right. Next point. Oh, my mic went there, Mark. It went taxi. Taxi. Went goodbye. Um, uh, I know we're running out of time and I've got three points left and we're not going to get through all three points. Do them. I'm not gonna, I don't have enough time to do more. Um, right. I don't know what. What? Let's go for this. Um, I feel I have to be very careful and with the words I use. Um, so I'm not hearing too much about uh, Josh Giddy. So this is the um, Thunder Guard. And wow, it feels like this room just got really, really quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know what? I'm just going to say he is being questioned for an inappropriate relationship with a minor. Yeah. And again, I will say this is all things that have been put on social media. Um, and the only thing that kind of jumps out to me is why is this not being talked about more in the media? That's one of the huge things that jumped out to me. Like he got Ja Morant, you know, is in a car with his mate and holds a gun real quick. Yeah. He is slammed. Absolutely goes mental. Okay. I'm not condoning that behavior at all, but the league jump on him straight away um Kyrie Irving he'll put posts out you know for whatever view he has he is slammed by the NBA Josh Giddy they're talking about potential inappropriate relationship with a minor tumbleweed silence and I can't help and feeling there is I'm trying to think of the right word. The relationship feels different when you've got certain characters, certain ethnicities, and it's being represented differently. Yeah. I don't I mean, I to be honest, I saw it as a headline and I won't say ignored it, but I just thought what an I, idiot. If if that's real, idiot. If it's not real, then it is what it is. I, but until something comes out, I just don't think anyone could. I think 
I think it highlights a bigger problem, and it's that if someone is being like that, that's no good. Um, well, he isn't. If if I mean, these are all allegations. Exactly, and you know, and that's the thing. That's the problem. Is that something like that comes out? If it is true, that's bad. But if it's not true, that's also bad because someone's just basically yeah affects him. Someone's just lit a petrol bomb and thrown it on his career because you just suddenly go, oh, okay, everyone's going to just associate that with them. He's going to have that moniker now, even if he, it, that's not true. So that's why I won't say I don't distance myself from that. I just don't my interest in reading stuff like that. But if it, if someone says, this is what happened, and I think that's maybe the difference between that and with Moran, it was like, here's a video of him doing it. You can't. Really? Oh, well, well, Kyrie posts um, <laughs> a link online or has some view, and he is absolutely slammed. This guy, you know, this is serious. If he, if this is, I think, and I could be wrong. I don't understand American um, law, so this was just me briefly looking it up. But if the allegations are true, you know, he's looking at like three to 20 years oh yeah of course yeah but and and if that look the bottom line is if that's true throw him away yeah but there's no way of at the moment that's just something that's come out i mean yeah and you know i think where the media might be being quiet is because they don't know they don't have facts no and they're saying well we, when we see evidence, then they can... I'm not just talking about that, but other things. When they see, okay, this guy just punched him in the face, that's fact, that's evidence. Exactly. Um, I think this probably is all going to come down to, is this girl going to speak? If she doesn't speak, then, you know, I don't know what where the evidence comes from. I don't know. No, and more to the point, it's uh, why did it come out in the first place? If it's not actually anything that's happened, then it is or it isn't. And it just seems... Um, I guess all of these, if you think there's just under 500 players in the NBA, if you think how many professional sports people there are all around the world, the NBA doesn't actually have many professionals. So, yeah. But you know what? There was an interesting interview going back. Uh, It was an Aussie. It was another Aussie. But he was talking about what, like in- Stephen Adams and stuff like that? Oh, I can't remember. I found it. But he was talking about the subject. And he brought up, oh, yeah, and brought up something. And people went, hang on, that was like a year, two years ago. Okay, so this isn't the first time. So I don't know. It, there's all conjecture at the moment. Yeah. And we'll have to see what happens. But, yeah, I, I just felt someone needed to highlight that opinion that... I feel the NBA should treat all their players, coaches, whatever, in the same harshness, no matter no matter what. Oh yeah, that goes without saying, yeah. And it just feels I I think it's purely because a little bit skewed one side at the moment. Yeah. I don't I don't know any information. I don't know if there's any facts. So if there are facts, they may be trying to damage control. I don't know. Oh, it's terrible for the league, if it is. But well, let's, let's see. Anyway, look, look you, you say that, but at the same time, if you want terrible for the league, one person being an a-hole, that's bad enough. 
just roll back a couple of years when LeBron said some really inappropriate things about a whole country and about China and the, the amount of money that they lost out of the NBA investment wise was like billions but did they jump on LeBron for when as soon as he said something come on exactly that's my point that's the point I'm making of course they didn't they were like slap him on the, the wrist only, but it's LeBron the only thing I can think of is they're, they're waiting to go okay right This these are the hardcore facts now we're going to make our point that's what I hope they do well yeah either um, which way and either they're going to yeah, be like either way these are, these are not so we'll stand by him or this is our and we'll help you throw him in the dungeon so with alligators yeah, it was burn him a little bit of a, I wasn't sure whether to bring that up or not. A little bit uncomfortable when you're talking about no. that kind of thing. But Sucks news. Yeah. So, um, right. let, have you got any other news to leave it on a high note? Yeah, I have. Just uh, do it. Oh, 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 man, it feels like a real low Just one tonight. Just do it. But, yeah, because that sucks. That was really, crap. Shout out to Greg Popovich, who tells off the home court oh, Spurs fans. God, that was worse. Stop booing. That was almost worse. I tell you what, it takes some testicular fortitude to go and grab the announcer's microphone and go, hey, give me a Scott break. <laughs> I understand where he comes from. This guy won you guys a chip. Like, why are you booing him? But at the same time... He's playing for the other team. He plays for the other team. Yeah. That's it. Like, if you've seen the interview with Tom Brady where they were like, oh, do you hang out with your teammates? He goes, no. Like, I literally sit there and I'm looking across the table like, telling my making stories up that the other person on the other team has said like really offensive stuff about my family or anything and he's like i'm there wanted to hate them and i'm like I'm, I'm gonna kill them when i get on the on the pitch like he said i it, so that's on my the pitch yeah that's what tom brady does he's like oh. I, I am i am i build up this image of what the other players are like on the opposite team so that i am using all my anger on this on the pitch when i'm like so you go is that what Kyle Leonard's doing it no but if, if you think of any person who plays for an opposing team to the one you support, why would you be like, oh, yeah, I'll give you a cheer? And it's like, and at the end of the day, yes, they do give some players claps. Like, someone comes back to, um, I think they did that with, say, like, Garnett went back to Minnesota. Everyone gave him a cheer and stuff. That's fine. Because he was reasonably beloved. And they did a lot for the city. Kawhi did help them win a championship, but he wasn't beloved. <laughs> And, and the way in which he left didn't sit well for the fans. So why would they not boo him? And at the end of the day, more the point, they've paid their money to go watch that and do it's what the hell they the like. It's part of the sport, isn't it? You've yeah. got an opposing player, you, you're going to get it. And that, you're gonna get it. unfortunately, made him look really out of touch because he made him look like, oh, no, you know, but I won a chip with Kawhi. It's like, no one cares. I think what he said is I felt really sorry for him because he goes, we used to do like videos and talk it. about them. You can but use yeah. the dollar bills to wipe the tears away. I'm you, sure it'll be You go right and that. say that to, you know, it, back in the 80s, like Larry Bird, like, all oh, right, okay, we're going to be nice to a guy because he's just gone to another team. No, you know, or, or the bad boys, whatever you want to talk about. Like, they're, they're not, they're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, that, he's, I think he, I think he overstepped. That's my, my but opinion. I loved it. I loved it. And you got, a, hilarious, you yeah. got a shout out to Pop. Is he the only coach in NBA history to grab, I've grab, never he seen steals that. Never the seen announcer's that. microphone and just starts communicating to the crowd? He's, I, I don't know. Ludicrous. I, he maybe is the only coach in history that's got to go in the history books. Yeah, he, I think he uh, exposed himself there. Showed, showed the sign of aging. 
Yeah. Well, well, he, he showed a sign of aging, but he's, his greatness shone through. He became... How, how are the Spurs doing, by the way? <laughs> they yeah. suck. They suck yeah. at the moment. They're just doing really badly. So not all that great coaching, even though they've got the best rookie, apparently, and all this stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, They're I don't like, want to go on about that guy, but it's um, he he looks good closing out in the fourth is is the the thing I picked up on. Um, and when when you talk about rookies, you got to um, you you can't judge him. Um, he's only just joined the league, and you can't judge him um, on titles. No. Um, Steph Curry took six years before he won a title. LeBron was nine years, MJ yep. seven, Shaq eight years. So, you know, I don't think um, it's, everyone puts a lot him. of pressure on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's actually quite a shame now that that's the one thing that the MJs in this world never had to have. They didn't have all the social media that was just non-stop in everywhere. But, you know, anyway, we're going to do another thing about that uh, big inaugural NBA in-season tournament. And we're going to talk about Cup. a bit more. Uh, because it's coming into the quarterfinals. Um, but thank you for listening to this episode. If you haven't been to the other episodes, go back, check them out. We've got some really good bangers out there at the moment. But until next time, I've been Mark. I have been Paul. And if you play badminton, you suck! <laughs>